Yeah, let's do it. This is, uh, yeah, this is it. We're rolling here. This is episode 249 No Laugh Tracks podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music there at the beginning. My guest today, I, I was here less than, uh, well, just last night. I came to the show. I don't know if he knows that. Oh, I didn't know you were at the show last night. It was, but I, it was a fun yeah, show. Yeah, it was. I was here at the show. Last time he was here on this stage with me doing the podcast, I'm sure everyone listening remembers, but it was yeah. uh, in 2000, October 2014. Yeah, it was me it's been and, a minute. Me and Brooks Whelan. That was episode 117. Here we are up to 249. Oh, just missed one. Just missed 250. Just missed. Should it. we change it? Should we skip? We can skip 249 and make this the big one. That'll confuse everybody. <laughs> that will confuse anybody. Everybody. So uh, yeah, let's start there. Awesome show last night. Thanks. That was super fun. I'm just working on a new hour and uh, starting it's starting to come together. So I was pretty. I wasn't. I wasn't mad at last night's set. Which what do you is mean? Rare. Usually I have like some things that pick apart, and last night I was like, I think that went all right. When you come up on stage, do you? I, I don't. I didn't notice if you did this, but a lot of people come, set their phone down, hit record. Do you do that? Uh, I keep it in my pocket. I try to um, when I'm working on an hour. I try not to bring anything out with me. Um, I have a notebook right now. Because I'm working on stuff, but I won't have that eventually. But yeah, I, I try to keep it as like no no drinks, no nothing, just walk out. Um, but yeah, I had a phone in my pocket, okay. <laughs> so it's a lie. Uh, so it's a lie. Uh, working on a new hour. What like what did expand on that? Like, I mean, I have like so I haven't put you've out turned ever, turned over everything. Oh yeah, I have too much material right now, and so I'm trying to trying to um, shape it. To have it have a through line okay. throughout the entire hour, and uh, how close are we? I have about. I'm going to showcase it the end of June, back in LA. Um, so I've got about maybe 25 more hour long sets. So in you know, I feel like it'll be there by then. Well, between now and then, 25. Yeah, like so. I'm just doing a bunch of clubs. Get up. Like gearing up for it. Okay, you just said clubs. I've been doing my uh, extensive research, and you're saying that you're not doing tons of clubs. Well, I hadn't, I haven't. This is the first club I've done, in maybe two, in maybe a year and a half, two years. I don't know. Really? I, I, I was going, I was going off and trying to do that DIY stuff, um, do a music venue, small music venues, uh, and it was fun, but it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of touring, it's a lot of driving because I do one city one night. And then I keep going. It's like I did like 56 cities last year. And it was great. And it f- feels really special and intimate because everybody there is on purpose. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and then, you know, with clubs, like a lot of times some people will show up who don't even know who you are. They're just like, I hope it's Tim Allen, you know. And you're like, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. My just fault. missed him. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing uh, just a bunch of the really fun clubs, like the best clubs for nice. the next few, uh, next two months. Nice. Yeah. Just because... Uh, you know, if, if you're going to do a club, do a good one, like Acme. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we're getting towards, is for the compliment of to Acme. Well, no, this is top three for me. Top three favorites, for sure. Right on. Yeah. Right on. I saw you're doing uh, Madison's coming up soon. Comedy Out State is my other favorite. It's right. where I recorded my album. Uh, and then I re- really like Comedy Attic in Bloomington. Oh, okay. Some about, like, Big Ten schools. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently. I guess Iowa City's missing out. I went to the University of Iowa. They don't have right. a, they have they don't have a good club there. They have Penguins and Cedar Rapids, which is which is a great club, but I guess Iowa City's not big enough. I mean it's it's just not. It's just literally just a college town. Yeah. Is there one in Ann Arbor, Michigan? <laughs> no, no. I I'm trying to think if I did Ann Arbor. I did Lansing and I did Detroit. 
uh, and then I, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. How was uh, you when you said you were booking like uh, doing the one night the one night at a rock show or yeah. rock venue? You and you were the one booking all that stuff. No, I mean I have agents and stuff, but I, you know it's a pain in the butt uh, to promote those because it's really up to you you know there's not there's no built-in audience you just really got to promote oh i suppose and then when you're not spending the whole week in a town it's not like you're going in to do a whole bunch of promotion right no there's no promotion i mean it's just like you just got to really count on um you know a fan base and like my rationale was like you know i'll do uh acme here and we do seven shows and just play seats you know 250 or whatever and Say, you know, seven, say we average a hundred a show, you know, just being just, you know, I think more, probably more. But anyway, so 700 people came to the show. Let's say that. Uh, Let's say 250 of them came because of me. And, you know, and the other, what, like 450? Did I do that math right? No, not (laughs) right. Maybe. Who knows? Either way, they came just because they like comedy. In my brain, I was like. So if I can draw 250 people in every city, let's just do one show for those people. That makes sense. Um, and that's what I did. And it was it was great. It was awesome. I brought openers, and it was really intimate and super fun. But it was a grind, man. It was a grind. Wenda, I was looking through some of your social media stuff. How were you opening for John Oliver or something? Yeah, he's he's there? like well, no, I op- yeah, I do open for John. You do. I go on the road with him, but he doesn't do a ton of dates. He's so busy making the best show on television, dude. The best show on television. It's so good, yeah. So he only does he doesn't do a lot of dates. Maybe just a handful a year, and it's always it's always so fun just to go hang with him. Do you do theaters when you work John, with John? Yeah, Oliver? yeah, he does theaters. Um, he's the most humble, great person ever like he likes to keep it relatively small compared to what he could do okay like we we'll never do anything like over like five thousand seats um where he could do more if he wanted yeah but wow. he, he's like he has a great mentality of like then it doesn't feel like a comedy show sure. you know like part of me wants him to do madison square garden just <laughs> so i can do madison square garden with him <laughs> right, right. but then he's not the type of guy who n- needs that like ego boost to yeah. do Madison. He's like, no, let's just do shows at the Beacon. You know, let's do a couple of sh- shows there. I gotcha. He's great. And opening for him is, is a real privilege. His, uh, did you watch the most recent episode of his show? Maybe. Of last week tonight with uh, the net neutrality thing? Oh, yeah, I did watch it. Oh, my God. Everyone it's, needs to see that. It's He's he's great, man. He's busy as, he, he's, a, he's a workhorse. He teaches me a lot, you know. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I um do you ever I'm sure you've ever you've at least listened to or you know uh Mark Marin's podcast of Yeah, of course. Right? I, yeah, I've met him a number of times. He's nice. So I uh I don't listen to that much anymore, but I used to quite a bit and uh a lot of times he'll start out an episode with like an apology because he'll have some sort of like you know history with another comic. Like, sure. hey man, I'm, I just want to apologize. Ten years ago, I kind of you know if I was a jerk to you, I don't know if I was right. Yeah. Follow me. Yeah. I need to apologize to you. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. And here's why. The last time we did this podcast, I was, as my friend who's also in broadcasting told me, I was relentless with asking you about SNL. Oh, sure. And at one point you were like, dude, it's kind of fresh. It's okay. And here's why I'm saying this. Sure. Because back then, when we talked in 2014, I still was doing a job that I loved. 
and that I was way into. Yeah. And since then, I've been laid off. So I was in the exact same position as, as you. I got laid off from a radio. The radio show you did this morning, I yeah. used to work on that radio right, show. Right, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I have it now for over two years. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, but listening, I listened back to our first recording, sure. and I'm like, man, I can, fuck, I should have well, let up, I'm man. sure I wasn't. I'm sure I wasn't shying away from it, you know, because it was still so fresh. Uh, I don't really talk about it anymore. Like, I'll, of course, I'll answer questions about it, but as no part, I mean, at no point do I bring it up. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I don't want that to have anything to do with the rest of my career. True. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it was a great jumping off point. It's fantastic to be on it. But uh, I don't want to be the dude who got fired from that show, you know? Like, yeah. I want to be, oh, really great stand comedian. Uh-huh. Oh, he was on that show? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was comparing, so, like, even, like, um, you, uh, you know, le- uh, leaving SNL, and then, but you had stand-up to fall back on, you know? Like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I got cut from this radio show, but still had this podcast to continue to do. You Super know? fun, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I, uh, I, just all of that going on my mind in the last couple of days, I was like, man, well, I, don't worry I was about too much, I was pushing that too much i'm sure i was talking about it on stage so i'm sure it was i'm sure it was fine sure it's fine yeah <laughs> good 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 well obviously you didn't uh i mean you showed up today so yeah yeah showed up today i mean i mean i I'm, i've put i should apologize to some crowds i'm sure you know? <laughs> <laughs> or not ta- for talking about it too much uh but i i, I just want to say uh one more thing about that like so in my situation like that show still goes on and then i have people come to me like dude like i man it's I'm an not... ex-girlfriend man that's that's what it is it's yeah. just that your, your old job is an ex-girlfriend and you know they're still around and you just hope they're not doing great that's <laughs> <laughs> that, that a, a great w- way to put it yeah i uh and I also like people ask me like, "Would well, you ever tune in?" Like, mm, no. Yeah, no, I can't. Nah. Watch. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, especially my friends who uh, like Michael Che and Colin Jost are two buds. Right. But I, I, I can't watch. I can't. I just can't watch it. You know. Yeah, like, and I still um, have friends working over at the radio yeah, station. Yeah, and like mm. I would watch these two guys who helped me a lot there, um, Tim Robinson and Zach Cannon. I they I would text them. And be like, did you got what sketches did you guys get on? And I would watch their sketches because okay. I loved them. Yeah. And they've since left and make the show Detroiters now. Oh yeah. And so I have no reason to tune in anymore. Yeah. No, and I, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nothing against it. It's a it's a show, you know, but I just um I don't I don't need to look at I don't you know, I don't want to know what my ex is up to, you know? <laughs> exactly. Unless unless it's negative, then it kind of like oh, oh. no, I don't even want to know. It just needs to. It's just like okay, you know, that was the thing, but let's just move forward. Yeah, to- totally, totally. Uh, also, I want to I don't want to pass the, uh, this up. Uh, you said you recorded the album you did a couple of years ago at Comedy on State Street. Mm-hmm. Steve Gillespie, we should promote that. Who's working? Oh yeah, with you he's, this week. he's opening this week. He's such a funny guy, and he's great. Yeah, he has a new album that comes out Friday. That was recorded the same place. Same place. It's such a good place to record albums. I um I wanted to record it here, but I had literally just performed here. So um Oh, okay. Just because I'm such a Mitch Hedberg fan. Right. Uh and I was like, I want to do it where Hedberg did it. And but I had just come through and I was doing comedy on state like in like two months. And I okay. was like I had done it before and I was and I and it turned out I re- I mean I liked it. I feel like it turned out well. Yeah, yeah. I um so Steve, so if people should come to the show to see uh, all you guys this week, bring an extra few bucks and pick up a 
Steve's new CD before it's yeah. even in stores or just, online. And he all reminded that. me that I forgot to bring my albums because I, <laughs> I pressed a bunch of vinyl. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, mine's on vinyl, and uh, and uh, I forget it every time I tour. Like, well, I mean, this is the first club I've done in a while, and I was like, oh man, I forgot all my vinyl at home because I press like five hundred is a minimum you can press. Okay. And those sold out like immediately, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's who could have guessed that?" Nice. Uh, let's press a thousand, and I think there might have been five hundred people in the world who wanted it, my album. <laughs> so I got a bunch. You got them all. I got a, I got a, I got a bunch left over. I got to sell. <laughs> is there anything uh, like? Is it like the the vinyls blue or red or what? No, I went old fancy school. like that. No, I just tried to make it look as nineteen uh, seventies as it could. Right on. Yeah. Are you a collector? Of vinyl? Yeah, I love vinyl. I just wanted one. Really, I was like, "Can we just make one? I want it for me." <laughs> sure. And uh, they were like, "No, you have to make 500." And I was like, "Okay." I, and then we sold them. And then I was like, "Oh, let's make a thousand. And then I was like, "Oh, well, I got a little ahead of myself there." And so easy to travel with, too, right? Oh man, it's, it's just I love traveling with bricks. <laughs> just a backpack of bricks. Yeah. Must get to the point where, like, please take these because I don't want to go back home with them. I never bring enough, is the thing, in all honesty, because I don't like traveling with too many. Only like if I I would have brought twenty, yeah, for these shows, yeah. And then you know, I I'd like to hope I would have sold out. Sure, sure. Uh, how was the? Uh, you did a little partying after the show last night. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, my friends, I'm from Iowa. They're, they're, so a lot of people live in Minneapolis yeah. that I grew up with. And we went t- afterwards uh, with uh, Chell Bjorgensen, who, is, who did a guest set and a super funny guy. And we just went to, um, it's called Club Jaeger or Jagger. I don't know. Uh, and it's not a club. Just a heads up. It's a bar. <laughs> no. Like the name makes it sound terrible. But we wa- we walked into a Hall & Oates night and it, they were just projecting Hall & Oates uh, music videos on the wall and blasting Hall Notes, and I didn't know that that would make me want to drink as much as I did. <laughs> Turns out I'm a big Hall Notes guy. I was like, I was like a happy song, yeah, like a songs. 45 year old aunt, like who was just like, tonight's my night, and yes, yeah, yes, only yes. it was a Wednesday, and I woke up and had to do radio this morning. They're like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, not good. Play Hall Notes. For ten minutes, yeah, I just had a good. It was fun, yeah. I mean, this warehouse district that is that is Acme is really hip. Yeah, it's very hip. I noticed uh, the show last night. You came out and did, uh, and I commend you for this. You do a little lo- some local references at the beginning. Is that planned? Do that I? Just- what did I open? Oh yeah, well yeah. I always yeah. I you know, um, wherever I am, you gotta. I think crowd it's weird. Eats to, that up. I, well, not even crowd eats it up. It's weird to just come out and be like, "Here are my jokes. I am a robot." People uh, do that. Yeah, and I'm, know that. I'm not that person. Yeah. Um, so I got to come out and be like, "Hey, this is a situation. Let's let's improv for the first two few minutes." And I was even way tighter than normal last night because I'm working on this hour. Usually, it's way looser, you know. Oh, okay. Um, but I would consider last night very tight compared to how I normally perform. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, I, I was sitting way way in the back there with my pen and paper, and I oh. take, I take little notes. Oh, that's you're, nice. You're, you're, I think I feel like I, I talked a lot about weed. I need to cut some of that, but who knows? Think so? That's just me being hard on myself and like trying to diversify the set. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I um, 
Let me go through. Let me. I'm not going to sit here and, and blow all your jokes. Obviously, I like that. But I'm just going to just quickly go through these. Sure. Yeah. No. Do your thing. I like that uh, you set up one joke, and I don't know if you always do this, but you set it up by saying this joke is dicey. Oh yeah. Do you judge well, that's the crowd? That's a brand new for, joke. It's okay. Go on. It's a brand new joke. Okay. That, um, you don't, I don't need to say it. Of course. Yeah. No. And um, it's a dicey joke. It's about the DC sniper. Yeah. Um, and it is dicey, you know, but it's the best joke in my set for sure. It's the only, maybe it's the only joke joke I have. Yeah. But it's very real. Uh-huh. Um, I laughed hard, man. Yeah, no, comics like that joke. <laughs> that joke's for comics. The crowd is like, oh my God. Uh, I'm not going to say it right now. No, no, you know, people need to come here and hear it. I, it's, it's funny that you say that because, uh, you know, I'm in the back laughing hard. Right. I'm not a comic, but... Uh, I'm certainly around him a lot. Um, Chell mm-hmm. was was right. sitting in the back. I could hear him just fucking laughing. He came so up at, like, yeah, hard. comics that joke. Like they're just like that DC sniper joke, and I'm like, I'm a little <laughs> nervous about it. Like, <laughs> do you think it will morph into something where you're not going to do the uh, setup? Like this is a dicey one. Where I don't know. <laughs> well, who knows? You know, who knows? Um, Kyle Kinane. I I was just t- I was telling that joke on as a, as a side. I was in Portland uh, recently, and I just did a guest set. Kyle Kinane was performing at Helium. He's one of my all-time favorite comedians oh, and just awesome. nice, nice human being. And I did that joke, and he's like, oh, you know, he, uh, he fit it into this part of the set. And he, like, gave me where to put it in oh, my nice. set. I'm like, oh, yeah, I thought that was just a one-off. And you're right. It fits into the set yeah. in, like, a, in a little slot. Sweet. Yeah. So he, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead and do that. And super nice. I like the mini impression. Of- oh, I love Kyle so much. I one time he didn't make he couldn't make a show because he's busy all of the time uh-huh. being great. And um, they had like really promoted like, hey, Kyle's headlining. You know, I was in Los Angeles, and then I got a call like, hey, do you want to come fill in for Kyle? And I was like, no, like, but I will because yeah. I like stand up. So I just got to bum the crowd out. They're like, Kyle's not here, but here's Brooks Wheeler. <laughs> So I did like a Kyle. No, it's okay. Kyle likes him. He yeah. vouches for him. Yeah, I did like a, a Kyle joke. I was like, oh, Taco Bell uh, Pizza Hut combo. Why, why, why won't they make a taco pizza? You know, like, and then uh, and then I told him that, and he was like, oh, yeah, what's here's my set of you. Like, oh, I'm so sad all the time. Like, he just, <laughs> he like burned me hard. I was like, whoa, I was joking, man. <laughs> Is that what you think of me, dude? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I can't get over girlfriends. I'm like, oh, man, come on. That's not my set. <laughs> but thanks for doing it to my face now. You've probably been doing it behind my back. No, <laughs> he's he's a great guy. I really look up to him a lot. I mean, who wouldn't? Right, right, right. Um, I've been thinking about this one. Um, what is there a job? I've never. I don't know if I've ever asked anybody this. Is there a job that compares to being a stand-up comedian? Um, I don't know. I have a lot of friends who are musicians, and uh, I I remember sitting with my friend who's a in like a you know big rock band, and I was like, I'm jealous. You get to tour with with these with your with your bandmates. Yeah, and he was just like. They're not my friends. They're just my coworkers. Uh-huh. And I was like, I never thought about that. Like, no. Like I usually, that changes it by calling them coworkers. Yeah, I mean they've been around for a while and they're they're very very well very famous. Um, so they do big arenas and stuff. And I'm sure you know starting off it was better. But uh, but yeah, like um, I don't know. I mean, usually I'll bring a feature act. I'll bring my opener. Uh, and I have a different opener for. The Midwest and okay. for the East Coast and the West Coast. Sure. 
but I like really respect Acme a lot and know that they have their own built-in yeah. scene. So I didn't even ask. Oh, that's cool. I just I just understand that the club is going to book good talent. Yeah. Um, and then also, and yeah, also I have a friend who's all my friends live in town. So right on. Yeah, I went fishing all day yesterday before the set. I saw the picture you posted. Yeah, with it was the, super uh, fun. The lunker you hauled in. Oh yeah, yeah. We went fishing like. Whatever I'm, wherever I'm at, I try to do whatever is local. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love fishing, so we went fishing without our fishing licenses, and we're pretty nervous. I was like, it'd be funny to get a ticket, I guess. <laughs> so you knew that the opener's not until Saturday is the actual fishing opener here. What's that? What do you mean the fishing opener? We weren't even allowed to be fishing? No, I th- no, you can. I think what you were doing is fine, but like to go on a lake and pull out some northers and stuff oh, like no, that. Oh, no, we were just... We were just on a shore pond yeah, in no, Bluegill. Yeah, you can do that anytime of year. But we didn't have license. Like, you, I'm sure you still need a fishing license oh, yeah. to even throw I the suppose. pole. Yeah, shows how much I go. Well, yeah, I grew up in Iowa fishing a lot, so I always knew that. Yeah. Okay. I, you're probably right. You're probably right about that. I um, I want to comparing it, and I figured that you would say uh, like being in a band, like being a stand up is like being. Oh in a band. yeah, yeah. But but, but who I, knows? I, no, I'm. I just want to go a little farther than that. In that. When you're in a band, you know, the performing is the same. The traveling is similar. Uh, but a band can come up here and do cover songs. Yeah, and they get to play their hits. It's just so different. Like, You can't come up here and do, I mean, you could do like a little, you know, Kyle Kinane, uh, you know. Well, I would never do but, that. But no, but you can't. Yeah, obviously. I would do it if I'm filling in for Kyle at a local L.A. show at a fish taco stand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't come to Acme and do somebody right. else's set. Or no, no. Like and also you can't... Greatest hits. And also I'm not a person who would do any material anybody's heard. Like if it's been put... If I've set it on television or it's been on an album, I, I, I'm done with it. Oh, like, is that really? Yeah, I'm going to move forward. Because I'm like, well, people have heard it. If they want, they can find it. Yeah. Um. So it's different in the, the respect that like um, when you like... Uh, st- stand up is a thing that you develop in front of people, then put out. Versus music is a thing you develop in front of no one. And oh then yeah, put out, yeah. You know, that's about it. I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you've you've said how much you like Mitch Hedberg. Was there someone who introduced comedy to you? Did you find it on your own? My older brothers love stand up comedy. Okay. Yeah, absolute crazy stand up comedy. Comedy Central always was on. So uh, that's basically it. I just was like obsessed with Comedy Central. Yeah, loved Comedy Central presents so much. For just, sure, like constantly Napstering, uh, like Hedberg and Dane Cook back in the day when yeah. I was in like seventh grade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. I um, do, and again, I don't want to blow what you're doing on stage here, but how you're ending your set and how you did it last night. I don't know if you're doing that all the oh, time. I mean, that's maybe the third time I've done it. Oh, genius. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Loved it, Brooks. Yeah. Loved that's, it. That's, that means a lot. And I'm, I'm going to develop it more. Last night was the first time I've ever, well, you, you can blow it. It's, it, does, it doesn't even matter. I just do a, a post-set press conference. <laughs> um and last night was the first time I ever used a table. Oh, okay. And I'm going to start bringing out, like, Gatorade and, and changing it into a suit in the back. Because, um, like, last night I just put on a sweatshirt and a hat. Yeah. And I was like, well, that really changed it up. It made it seem different. So yeah, I did. I'm going to develop it more. And, yeah, it's just a great way to end the show. It's like take questions from the audience, like, but not in a dickhead way. Like, what do you guys want to, you know, not in a, 
I just don't, you know, I don't like when comedians think that the audience would care what they have to say or think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like afterwards, like, all right, what do you want to know about me? Like, I just treat it like a press conference and dissect my own set in my brain. So funny. And it, I feel like it makes every set really personal. Yeah. To the crowd. Yeah. Uh, and also it's fun to do because I like improving. With, and it's like a way to deal with the audience in a controlled environment. Yeah. When I got home, uh, it's the first thing I told my wife about. She's oh, like, yeah. How was the show? I go, oh, my God, he does this thing at the end. Oh. That's, you'd think uh, somebody else would have – I would have seen somebody else do this because it seems – Well, I got the no. idea. I got the I've idea from watching the NBA, fi- the NBA playoffs. And I was like, it's bullshit. They get to talk – literally, I was watching <laughs> it with my roommate, and I was like, I don't get to – why don't we get to fucking talk about what went wrong in our set? <laughs> right. They get to go up there and explain why they lost. Like, I want to do that. So I just started doing it. I, I was on an Alaska tour, and I did it up there, and then I've done the last two nights here. Nice. And I'm, it's definitely going to stay. Good, good. But hopefully evolve good. into a more elaborate thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I listen to a lot of those press conferences. I work. I was telling you before we started recording, like, I got to go work tonight. At uh, I didn't, maybe I didn't say it after work. I have to go work that concert we were talking about though. oh yeah yeah Hollow so notes. so and i work a lot of the minnesota wild games and on the way home from the, from work i off, i'll listen to the post game show sure and it ends with the coach's press conference there's one thing you need to add you got to have the feature come up and go one more question no i would never make anybody do anything they didn't i i i was um earl was earl is hosting yeah and i'm so conscious as a as a, as a young headliner like um I remember being the host and headliners treating me like shit and making me do stuff that I was like, hey, man, my only job is to be funny. Yeah. So I would never make anybody do anything like that to add to like to be a prop to like a comedy bit. And I had to, I, I told Earl, I was like, Earl, if you would want to take the table out that I would appreciate it. But if you don't, I totally understand. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'd love to. Oh, He's yeah. such a nice guy. Yeah. But I would never I, I don't like. Uh, making anybody do anything that's not comedy when sure. they're here to be a comedian. Sure, sure. I don't know. I'm just like I'm like if somebody asked me to do that and I didn't respect them, I would be pissed. You right, know? right. Like, well, I guess I have to. Yeah. So that's why I really fra- framed it to Earl. Like, please, if you feel uncomfortable, don't do it. Yeah, that's and cool. He just set up a table. Yeah, and I was like, because I'll do it, and it's totally fine. It won't take anything away. It'll right. just probably be funnier if I don't do it. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. It was great. Uh, and yeah, and then I think that was the. Or was that the time of the night where you pointed out you had some friends in the audience? Oh yeah, I the guys I grew up with. I told a joke last night that I haven't told in years because one of the one years. of my buddies, mm, yeah, wow, because one of my friends was in the audience um, the night it happened. There was he was the only other guy there. Okay, it was, it was yeah, we were in like eighth grade. It was me and him on a double date, and it's to joke about that night. Yeah. And he was here last night. And, and in reality, I forgot that it was him that was there. I was just going to tell the story because her other friend that we grew up with, Jordan, was with me in the woods where I buried some gloves. Because yeah. it's, it's a gross story. I finger banged a girl in eighth grade and I wore gloves home and they, they ended up smelling like vagina really badly. And... Um, I, ha- I had a panic attack thinking that my mom would be able to know what I did, so I buried him in the woods. Of course. Uh, yeah. So, and the joke was about how recently I was in those woods and I thought about digging them up. 
And I was like, it was me and Jordan. And then literally I realized, like, as I was going to the story, I was like, Nick was the guy yeah, that was yeah. with me that night. Uh-huh. And he was in this, he lives in Minneapolis. So, it was, so cool. It's fun. Yeah. But I, I don't think I'll tell that joke anymore. Okay. I was wondering if it... Yeah. I don't think that's going to be in the new set. That was just kind of my butt. That was just kind of like, here's, here's a fun aside. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'm trying to, perfect timing for that. Trying to trim the set to 50 minutes. Okay. And I've been coming in at like 115, 120. Oh, wow. And last night was an hour. And I, I was like, I'm glad it was just an hour. Um, and uh, and then I think if I take that out, it'll be an hour, it'll be 55. And then there's five other minutes to cut somewhere in there. Okay. Is there? Uh, I mean, you guys, are, we haven't talked about this. Is there a plan to do a next recording? Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole point of this: is two months gearing up to uh, showcase it and try to try to do a new, try to do my first hour special. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Because I don't want to do another album, and I mean, if it comes down to it, I will. But oh, okay. I'd way rather do uh, like a like a tape special. Because you saw, you, it's a lot of physical stuff. Yes, yes. So I don't think it would translate. Okay. Yeah. Have you always been like that? No. I mean, I. Yes, I have, but I made a point on my first album not to do any physical bits. Okay. Because it's an album. Yeah. Except for the first joke I did on my album was a completely physical you needed to see it bit as a way to say this is weird <laughs> yeah i did like sleight of hand magic or something i forget what i did. i crawled underneath a table or something i don't know what i did but it was something that you could only it was just it was a visual bit for a you know audio album yeah and in my brain i was like hilarious <laughs> and in other people's brains they're like took a while to get to it oh <laughs> yeah eh. You know. But no, I was proud. I'm proud of that. Like I like doing the weird, the weird, the weirder the better, man. Mm-hmm. Like I found um, in Alaska. I was just on. I was. I did an Alaska tour and uh, just doing these different cities, and it was so fun. And in one of the city in Fairbanks, I found there was like a bunch of shit behind me on stage. I was like, "What is this?" And I like uncovered it. There was duct tape, so I duct taped the microphone in my head. I saw the picture yeah. you posted, and I yeah. did the whole set. Uh, with a wire, well, I called it a wireless mic, but it was just duct taped a microphone in my face. So that's the story. For yeah, <laughs> and like that's the stuff that I'm like, I really like that. I'm I'm proud of that. Like, How was the removal of that, by the way? Oh, fine. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, like when you're you know when you have adrenaline, don't it doesn't really matter. And I was like, I just try to perform like if I saw this, would I think it was funny? Mm-hmm. And I would I I I would have thought that was funny. Yeah. Nice. So that's all that matters to me is like, would I? Like what I did, mm-hmm. if I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Uh, you got any other uh, outdoorsy stuff you got planned for the Minnesota trip? You already did a little um, fishing. I think I'm going to go fishing again uh, Saturday all day. I'm going to drive way more out of town, though. Like, cause oh, we you have just, a car this week? Yeah, I always. that's like the key to survival at a club is to get a car Yeah. so you're not trapped in the hotel. I, I can't be in hotels, man. It'd give me anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I, I kind of knew that. Um, you're sort of people who know about you know that you're the uh, ultimate uh, travel photographer. Well, it's 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 how I fight um, boredom. Like, it's how you know getting away is, yeah. is the only way to do it. I try to only be in town for the set and then go see whatever I'm around. I figure. Nice. I'm like so lucky. I I was I had a full time job for four years out of college where I was a biomedical engineer yeah. and you only get 10 days of vacation. Depressing. 
I mean, it's it, it, it is it's not depressing, but it is a bummer to realize. It, it's something I realized that once I became a full time stand up comedian, I'm like, you you should take advantage of this. Hell yeah! And see the entire world. Like you are, you've been given this opportunity, and to not uh, go with it, you're insane. Yeah. So that's what I try to do: is see every everything. Do you? Is there a place you've picked out? Uh that you will retire to eventually like yeah here's wyoming. my here's wyoming. my perfect place wyoming Where? wyoming yeah okay outside why? of jackson hole so peaceful there uh, there was like a minute last year where i had some tv stuff going and i thought i was gonna be rich it fell through uh but uh what i started doing was looking at cabins in wyoming to buy. really yeah and uh i mean i don't i didn't it ended up not working out but i know exactly where i want to live like I'll, I'll I'll have like a, an apartment in Los Angeles and then a, a cabin in Wyoming with like a dark room so I can develop photography. Nice, like that's my dream. Nice, yeah. Do you this uh, when you're taking all these pictures? You're using like a legit camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shoot with like a Leica ME, which is my favorite camera. Um, and then I'll shoot film sometimes. Uh, but my ex girlfriend we broke up so i was using her canon oh. uh, so i don't have a film camera anymore okay okay i uh i was listening you just mentioned that and that's something i was going to ask you about i was listening to you on another podcast and it's something you said that early on you were like more coming up coming up on stage and just telling jokes and then a seven-year, am I getting this right? Seven-year relationship ended. Yeah. And that kind of changed things to make it more personal. Changed everything. And then and then I also was listening to one where you're talking about, like, the leaving SNL. And that that kind of propelled to change some comedy yeah. again as well. I mean, and then I, even after SNL, I got engaged. And then that fell apart. And that's like the most hurt I've ever been in my life. And it gets just like when you get hurt, it gives you perspective. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this doesn't really matter, you know? And um, I thought S- I was bummed after SNL. And then when the engagement ended, I was like, I thought that hurt. Like, this hurts uh-huh. way worse. Yeah. Um, and then it just gives you this whole idea. It, all the, that engagement ending gave me was this idea was um, I just want to be happy in mm-hmm. my life. And that's why I didn't I didn't really tour for about a year. Oh. Because I was like, I need to just like focus and like get happy, you know, because it comes across on stage when I'm depressed. I, I can't, whoever I f- am at that moment, that's how I perform. Yeah. So I kind of took myself off the road a little bit because I didn't want to present this depressed human that yeah. I was. That was very sad. Um, and now I'm like, through it and it's fantastic and like hopefully you could see last night i was happy and i was having sure. fun absolutely and if you would have seen me a year and a half ago you'd have been like this guy should see somebody you know like <laughs> so i just kind of like realized like you got to go get happy again uh-huh before you present yourself to the world yeah yeah for sure so yeah so i mean and it also gives me perspective of the things that really matter in life yeah like just positive relationships and love and that's the only thing that really matters like stand-up is is the greatest just like uh it means so much to me you know like this is the only thing nobody can take away as long as i continue to progress and do new things and be funny yeah well i've heard you say that you want to be known as one of the best well who doesn't want to be the the best at what they do if you don't want to be the absolute best at what you do stop Mm -hmm. so yeah of course i want to be one of the best yeah 
who's uh, besides Mitch, who's who are some of the best in your mind? I mean, the guys I really look up to are T.J. Miller and Rory Scovel and Maria Bamford. Just people doing weird shit, mm-hmm. man. Like people who are you know not your standard stand-ups. Yeah, I love them. Those are great examples. Yeah, those are like people I look up to. I saw that you're uh, you're doing a voice in a cartoon. I'm doing T.J. Miller's voice. Yeah, yeah, which is weird because people are already kind of. I've been like told a couple of times like, y- "Yo, you ripped T.J. Miller off." I'm like, I don't think so maybe we just have the same scratchy voice and then it turns out we we do have similar scratchy voice so <laughs> i'm doing his voice on the big hero six cartoon for disney check that um, out um because he he did it in the movie yeah yeah and uh he's busy and doing great things and so he he was too busy to do a full another tv show and i am not <laughs> so uh so yeah, so I'm doing a, a, a voice Fred on Big Hero Six, uh, the cartoon series, which yeah. will come out on Disney in November. It's really good. I've read the final episode. I got to go. I actually have to leave. We had to move this podcast up because I have to go do voiceover um, after this for that. Oh really? Oh for that? Yeah, they have a Dis- Disney. Turns out, if Disney has a lot of studios, uh, and they have one here in Minneapolis. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! I was assuming it was like I'm a on your computer or something no no, no i mean it's it's legit it's a cartoon you got to go into a booth for it no that's not what i meant you, no like, i just, know but i'm saying like i can't do it it's not an audition like we got to go make it real you go. Yeah. yeah okay uh did you ever see that did you see that movie before you got... i love the movie so much and i remember like we could like googling it's so bizarre like i remember googling like oh i hope they make big hero six a sequel that would be so fantastic. I love this movie. And now I am part of it because it's great. It's a serialized cartoon. It's fantastic. It's like it's really different than any cartoon I grew up with because it it all goes together. Yeah. And like there's a big finale. It's great. And I already got picked up for season two, which is before it ever aired. Yeah. Just I think they just have a lot of faith in the dudes who put it on. It's it's great. It's I am actually interested in reading each episode, which is cool. That's I'm really like, well. Cool. What happens? How does this happen? Cool. Yeah, I'll probably. Uh, I mean, I want to see it that you're doing it, but uh, I probably will anyways. I have two daughters that after school, yeah, the TV. I let them watch it's, TV for a little bit after sure. school before we get to homework. And it's good, man. Like I'm, I'll be honest. Like there, it's. I'm like this is for kids. I like this. Yeah, like, and I'm 30. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. That's, will there be a um, will there be like a talking toy that you get to do the voice of or anything? Oh, I doubt it. I don't know though. Um, I mean, it's in my brain. It's TJ. You know, TJ did the movie. The movie made a billion dollars. You know, I'm just I'm the cartoon version of yeah. it. Have you talked to him about doing taking over the voice? Yeah, and he was just like he was just excited. He's just a nice guy. He's like. He's just, he was just like, oh, it's good. I'm glad it went to somebody funny. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's super. He's never been anything but nice to me. That's cool. I want to do, uh, there's some other acting that you've done. Sure. What's Random Tropical Paradise that comes out in video on demand June 9th? I yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie I shot last December okay. in uh, Florida. You're one of the stars, right? Yeah, I'm, it's me and uh, me and Brian Greenberg are the two lead dudes. It's just a movie about... Um, uh, like a guy finds out his um, fiance is cheating on him the day of his wedding, and I'm his best man, and I talk him into taking me on the honeymoon. And you know, it's fun. It's cool. I don't know. It was it was the first ever 
I had to live in Florida for 25 days, and we shot for 25 days. And okay. It was the you know, and and I'm not a trained actor at all. And Brian Greenberg is is a fantastic actor, and he taught me so much, which was really great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it was dope. What what uh what was the? Do you ever do any acting like in high school or anything? No, I've never acted till SNL. Yeah, that was it. The first acting I ever did was Saturday Night Live. Have you do you, do you? I think I remember you telling me that. Is there anybody that could say that same thing? I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. It's a lot of stand-ups who get on that show, and then they're like, okay, I'm an actor now. <laughs> now you're an actor. Yeah. <laughs> show me what you got. Yeah, because the only things I ever book are off my stand-up. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I go into a room and try to try to do it, it's not great, you know? <laughs> but if people see me do stand-up, they're like, I, I get who you are, and uh, you would fit this character. Yeah, I gotcha. So those are the only roles I get. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, we, we like if I, I don't think I've ever straight audition. I've straight auditioned and only gotten one thing, um, which was a pilot for ABC last year that didn't go. Yeah, I saw something about that online. Yeah, that was when I was looking at my Wyoming houses. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was a really cool pilot. I basically played like Toast. It was it's called Toast. Called, right? Yeah, it was. Um, it was great. I had a ton of fun working on it. It was exciting. Uh, but like basically, I don't know if you remember the show Step by Step. Yeah. It was like Uncle Cody who lived outside. That, yeah. I was basically the Uncle Cody of the show. I would just like pop downstairs and be like, what's going on? And then I would pop back upstairs. All right. It was super fun. And I, I, it was very, I still am friends with everybody on that cast and they're all doing great. Yeah. Is it tough to not get too excited when I'm, I mean, you know, like it was a pilot. You thought it was going to go somewhere and then psh, gone. Yeah. Is it tough to learn that lesson? Like, I mean, I'm pretty used to it, man. Yeah, it's like I'll believe it when it's when it happens. That's yeah. how I feel, you know. Not jaded, but not optimistic. You know, like I'm like we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Does it also? Uh, I'm wondering. Does it make you look at what did make TV and like, are you serious? Like the I don't. Um, you know, I'm not expecting you to say like that show sucks. We no, should have had that spot. No, no, but. no. It doesn't. Um, it makes me respect anything that makes it on the air. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't watch a lot of TV, uh, but I like stuff that makes it on the air. There's a reason. There's a reason behind everything. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Like, oh, they're out to get me. And like, no, you just they didn't. That wasn't a thing that network needed. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, because I sold a I sold a pilot to uh, IFC one time that I really loved. Uh, about and I wanted it to only be. I always wanted a comedy that ended with everybody dying. Um, okay. Yeah, and I thought that was really funny, and so I sold this pilot to IFC that I went and wrote, um, and I wanted it to only be three seasons. Each season was six episodes, uh-huh. and in the eighteenth episode, everybody died in the fire. Um, and uh, I wrote it. And it was really dark. It was really really dark. Um, and I turned it in. I thought it was great. I thought we were gonna get to shoot it. Yeah. And we did it. And I was I was like grumpy about it. You know, as you would be. You're like, man, I worked so hard on that, and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. And in hindsight, it was, it wasn't very funny for a comedy. <laughs> like, uh, that you know, but that's been said about things that have won awards. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, that's no. why I'm like, I don't know if we. I think it's the realism of it was going to be great. You know, mm-hmm. like Girls is a comedy, but it, is it like I it love right. it. Yeah, I was trying to make like the L.A. drug version of Girls. You were on an episode of Girls, right? I was, yeah. It was. I played a guy who went to Iowa. It was a big stretch. <laughs> Hollywood really knows my really knows where I sit. 
Actually, that was that was Lena Dunham. Uh, it was her idea. She was like, "Hey, I, am, I I go to Iowa in the next season of my TV show. Do you want to play a guy who goes to Iowa?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do." So it was very nice of her. How did you meet? How do you, do you she know? She was Lena a, she hosted SNL when I was there. Well, and that's how you met her. She was there on a rare week where I got some stuff on. So in her brain, I'm funnier than I am. <laughs> I met the star of SNL. It's Brooks Whelan. I'm going to yeah. put him to work. I think I got two <laughs> sketches on that week. Well, I think they were both cut at dress, but I don't remember. To her, you were killing it. In that, if you were only there for that week, you would think I was good. <laughs> there are other people who would have differing opinions on, based on weeks they were there. The last time uh, we did this, I, one of the questions I asked you, I go, what did you expect uh, – or I said, what was different that you expected uh, when working on SNL? And you said, I thought it was going to be Will Ferrell, man. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Such a That's what answer. you think when you get that show. You can't envision fumbling it. And I fumbled it. <laughs> yeah, But know. not for lack of trying, which at least I can look back on and be like, I have no regrets. Yeah. I also uh, was listening to you do an interview, and you were saying, I'm curious, I want to know a little bit more about this, that you said about getting up in the morning and writing. Like yeah, writing, th- not even material, just writing. No, a journal. A journal. A, a journal every day. Um, keeps keeps me in check, man. You know, I started doing it after my engagement ended, and I, and I, I was having trouble. You know, like I was drinking and being a, you know, an idiot. Uh, I was just like sad. And if you journal in the morning, it makes you reflect on yourself. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And trying to hold myself accountable for who i am and who i'm what i'm putting out into the world yeah yeah and so it's super honest if anybody ever fucking reads that thing it's gonna be bad but <laughs> it's uh, just gonna ask what yeah. if someone got their hands on that what, oh man what would they think of you <laughs> they would think this guy is very self-aware that's good yeah that's good yeah uh-huh you know when he's proud he's proud when he's not proud he's not proud <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm, it's very honest. Yeah. Yeah. What's the uh, most proud, what have you been most proud of recently? Oof, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe just, maybe in the last six months, just moving forward and being excited about my future, you know, instead of dwelling on the past. Like, I feel like I've really put everything forward into being a good comedian again, which hopefully came across last night. For sure. Um, I just want to be a great comedian. And like you kind of lose track of that, kind of lose track of stand up um, when you're swallowed up in the whole acting biz. Yeah, you know, because it's so much money and it's, you're on TV and that's cool. And and, um, and uh, you know, I went through like a whirlwind two years where I was like, oh, you're gonna be this person and you're in this movie, and right? Blah blah blah. And um, then it was like, you know, like I had to like come to the realization of like maybe that's not you maybe you're just a stand-up comedian and what's why is that bad yeah that was your dream right yeah so like realizing that has been i don't know just like going getting back out and doing stand-up and remembering why i do it why like oh yeah like this was my dream and i'm i I was sad that i was gonna have to fall back on my dream (laughs) yeah right embarrassed such problems yeah Uh uh-huh so yeah just that and you're living back in L.A.? Yeah, I live in Los Angeles. I think you were still in New York when you were here last time. I was. I was still in New York. Um, I, I've got. I've grown to love New York again. You have? Yeah. Okay. Because I've visited a bunch. I've been there probably like 20 times since moving back to L.A. Because oddly, 
you get pulled to wherever you're not living. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I and I love New York again. I was really mad at it when I was there. Uh-huh. I was bitter. Yeah. Blame the city yeah. instead of blaming you know my own problems. And um, I love New York again. It's when I go back, it's excitement versus Good. like you know like this memories around here yeah. yeah yeah i just like point out starbucks starbucks bathrooms and i'm like i cried in there cool <laughs> la's good for you now i love los angeles because i love um camping so much and it's such an easy way to leave and go camping and when i have time off I'm, i don't spend my time off in la like i have monday through thursday off so i'm going to hawaii with my buddy oh nice yeah like if you have just go, man. It's not because I'm touring pretty hard right now. So I'm like, if I have time off, I feel like I've earned a vacation. Yeah, what yeah. a great thing. Yeah. So it's not like I'm in LA very often. Okay. Did I put this together from what I was seeing on Twitter? Are you? Do you live with uh, Mike Burns? I live with Mike Burns. He's my writing partner. Yeah. He, him and I write. We wrote. Uh, we wrote our last TV show together. We just wrote a movie together. Oh really? Yeah, and now we're working on a new TV show. So anything you can say about that stuff? Too early? Not really. Um, yeah, it's just, he's just a person I really admire. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, check out his Twitter feed. Uh, it's at Dad Boner. Yeah, it's one of the funniest sagas. I've, he wrote a book. He got a book deal and a pilot off it. It's so funny. It's like he he just wrote real time for about three years about a man's descent into madness. Who lived in uh, Michigan, Gr- Grand Blanc, Michigan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or Grand Blank. I don't know, but yeah, it's just a real slow descent into madness. Hey, it's the weekend, you guys. Yeah, he's it's it's incredible. It's like a saga. That yeah, it was just in real time. He did it. He like every Friday he'd be like, "Man, so excited for the weekend," and then every Monday he'd be like, "I really messed up." <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's really funny. I I I look up to Mike a lot, and he's you know a great writing partner. I didn't know anything about him until Matt. One of the times Matt Bronger was here, they're they're best friends from way back in the day. Yes. Uh, well, you you'll might be interested in this. I actually got to participate in a reading of. Uh, oh, when they did the Dad Boner tour. Yes. When the book came out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bronger was here at he was and then uh, he came back was like Justin, do you want to come and uh, read some of this book? So I got to go to a, a bar here in Minneapolis. Yeah. Meet Mike Burns. From Dad Boner, yeah, read some excerpts from the book. Burns, it was man. awesome. Yeah. I did a little bit of that tour. It was fun. Oh, you did? Yeah. I made. I was joking with Burns about it, about how, like, I've never seen someone get success so late in life and let it go to their head that much. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's my he's my best friend. Not we live awesome. together. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I thought he was great in that book. I, I bought the book. I had him the sign it. The book is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's, it, it, I remember I was sad. It was the first reading. I was reading that book, and it was the first time I realized how powerful comedy could be. Oh, because uh, you know I forget it's my job, and I was like, the book made me happy, and I was like, oh yeah, wow, comedy is in, comedy can m- turn somebody's day around. Uh huh. And I never thought about it that way. Literally until I read my roommate's book. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'll tell you, I had a weird. Uh, it was I got an awkward look from the woman at Barnes and Noble that helped me find that book back when I went to buy. It. Oh yeah, because it's not called Dad Boner; it's called Power Moves. Right. So when you're like, I'd like to the the Dad Boner book, she's like, we don't have that. You're like, <laughs> okay, well let's go check it and look look for it. 
Yeah, it's called Power Moves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very funny. What are, where, where are we at for time here? Oh, my goodness. I've almost taken up an hour of your time. Oh, n- no worries. What else? Um, just a little side note here. If there's a. Do you listen to podcasts at all? I'm more. I go through phases. I'm in music right now. What are you listening to? Portugal the Man. I have no idea who that is. It was. I was just up in Alaska, and uh, I don't know how many times. I feel like I'm name dropping Alaska, but um, <laughs> I never listened to him. And I have a friend who um, works at uh, maybe it's Columbia or some or Sony or some. I don't know. Anyway, she like m- helps m- represent Portugal the Man, and she's like, "You'd like them," and I was like, "I don't know." But they're from Alaska. So okay. when I was up there, I was like, let's check them out. And I just fell in love with them. So I've just been listening to Portugal the Man on repeat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. You know, I noticed that, uh, oh, I was going to say this. There's an app. I have no connection to this thing. I'm not, this isn't a commercial, like I'm not making money or anything. But there's a, just for comedy fans, there's a cool app now called Laughable. Have you seen this one? No. And you can now search. I love it. Because now I can go, like, I know that you, you know. I knew that you were coming to town. I put in Brooks Whelan, and it pops up every podcast oh, that wow. you've been on. Wow! You, I mean, there's been a, a real roller coaster of emotions. If you want to, if you <laughs> want to see how I felt at each month of my life, <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but yeah, yeah. I, I suppose mean, if you did them in order, that could be, be, a, be a real a, interesting biography. Super excited, super excited. Twenty five year old. <laughs> oh my gosh, can't believe I'm on SNL. This is the greatest thing ever. Oh, I'm so sad, SNL. Oh, I'm even sadder now. And then, like, hey, I'm back at it, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or do them in reverse order. It would even screw it with your brain even more. Oh, yeah. I remember I almost did it. Pete Holmes, as you made it weird when I was like, in, you know, you know, bumming. Sure. And looking back, I'm like, thank God I didn't do that. Yeah. Like, I would have been, I don't want that. I don't want a timestamp on that. I hear you. Yeah, like hear you. I'm like, feel great now, and it's exciting to feel good, you know. But you know, life happens. Yeah, exactly. We got to keep rolling on, man. Is there anything else? Let's see. What else did I write in my notes? I feel like we should be mentioning. Are we? Is the outdoorsman? Is that something worth talking about? Is that no? A movie, I just did a day shoot on it. It's just a movie coming out where I play a park ranger. Okay. So, yeah, just a just a snarky park ranger. It's yeah. One day. Go see the movie if it comes out. Who knows? You shoot a lot of these movies, you don't know if they're going to happen or not. Yeah, right. I watched uh, I watched a little video you did. What I'm trying to remember. oh with um uh with Nick Turner, the roommate. Oh, thing. Nicky T. Yeah, that's funny. He's he came up with this great idea. Um, it's on YouTube. It's called You're Killing Me. Mm-hmm. And he Nick Turner is a fantastic stand up comedian. Yeah. Check him out. Get his album. Uh, I actually named his. He named. What he gave me the name for my television show called Blowing It, and I gave him the name of his album. I think it's called Yelling. Okay. Uh, and uh, check it out. It's so funny. It's Sweet. great. And he just had this fun idea, uh, that Comedy Central shot, where he played a guy in a coma who would come out of a coma, and then he would learn about pop culture events that had transpired while he was in the coma, and That's it would so- send him back into a coma. <laughs> so it was really fun. It was just, you know, just... <laughs> It's fun to work with your friends, man. Yeah. I mean, my friends are like getting wildly successful, and it's weird. Like, and I'm like, wait, hey, wait up, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on. You're at Acme for a week. You're doing well, man. No, I'm. I'm. I have nothing to complain about. Zero to complain about. But my friends are crushing it. <laughs> like, and I'm like, but we started at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they're funnier than me, so it makes sense. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, 
this is something that really related to me. You, uh, I think you like did a little screen grab and put this on Twitter when they recommend who to follow. Oh yeah. Because the same thing has happened to me every, like, you know, every couple of weeks I'll go on Twitter and it's like, you should follow KQRS. Like, no, I don't no, yeah. I don't yeah. want it. No, no. Yeah. And you got on Twitter. Twitter always wants me to follow SNL. I'm like, Twitter, you don't understand. <laughs> Our relationship, I feel, dude. I can relate so uh, well like, to it's that. Like, it's just like a, it's like a breakup where they broke up with you. Where SNL's like, Nah, Abe Brooks is cool, and I'm like, Well, I don't. I'm not. Thanks, but like, <laughs> you know, like uh-huh. they they definitely broke up with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're like, you know, they're like, I hope he's doing good. You know, uh, and I and I I really do admire Saturday Night Live, and uh, and would only give them a ton of props for you know they're the reason i'm headlining yeah, yeah. that's it mm-hmm. without them i was wouldn't been have given the platform yeah i heard you say that you never did the feature like spot you kind of skipped skipped the feature from doing what do you featured player like like no 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 not not oh no i've never featured uh, once once in my life that's amazing yeah but I never featured straight to headlining because I was an engineer. I didn't need any money. So I lived in L.A. and I was just doing 10-minute spots uh, every night for four years. And then uh, then you get on SNL and you're a headliner. And I got I should apologize to those first few crowds because <laughs> it was uh, dicey. Yeah? Yeah. But, you know, you, you get your foot in the door. Damn right. Yeah. Take advantage of it. Yeah. I was like, well, here's four 10-minute spots. I've just sutured together <laughs> but yeah i never went on the road until i was headlining that's wild it's why i recommend to move to new york or los angeles mm-hmm. but i also don't recommend the road <laughs> like I, i'm not great at it yeah i like uh stability yeah yeah that's a good that's a good way to live yeah uh i don't know i think did, did we cover anything everything is there anything else we should mention no i think we got it all i mean it just i just thanks for having me on the show and and acme is truly one of i mean lewis who runs this place is we we were talking before the show he's the best he's the guy's, best guy's a guru like 10 minutes with that dude and you know more about comedy yeah so like if you want to see what a comedy club should look like come to acme damn right yeah, yeah. all right that's good brooks thank you very much continued success man oh thanks man yeah yeah no it's fun it's fun to be back it's good Cool, and I'll uh, keep an eye out for the uh, special. That we'll... well, I mean, we'll see. It's happening, yeah. dude. Well, it's happening. That's nice of you to say. Um, but hopefully, it comes out. Uh, if not, uh, catch me at uh, Chuckle Farts uh, <laughs> in New Jersey. <laughs> All details on his website. <laughs> yeah, on my website that has nothing to do with comedy. I have a travel website. My website is just about my photography, and I am a comedian. It is the worst <laughs> mistake I've ever made. No, wait a minute. Doesn't management? Doesn't your management step in and be like, Brooks? Maybe you want to. No, my manager goes. And my manager just said, "This is the most Brooks thing you've ever done." <laughs> She's like, "So there's nothing. There's no comedy on here." I was like, "No, it's photos." She's like, "Whatever, do your thing." No. Somebody, somebody the other day, I was like. Go to my website for tickets, and they responded like, "Your website's confusing." Yeah. And I was like, "I just responded, life is confusing." <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Brooks. Thanks so much for having me. Oh.